Q's Nation, your boy Dean Francis for another edition of the Outers Road Podcast. And wow, um, Jim Beham, no longer the coach of Syracuse and Red Archery taking over. Who who would have thought we would have seen this day come, huh? I mean, I, I know it's not totally shocking. I mean, it's been rumored for a little bit. And Red taking over is no surprise because, like, we all knew Wild Hack wasn't going to do a national search and it was just going to stay within the Q's family. So that's not totally surprising. But, you know, we always joke about Bayham coaching for an eternity and we have to see it to believe it, right? And um, it, it, it is official. And before I get into all the other stuff, I'll just say this. Out of respect with a JB and everything and what he's done for the program. Hey, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for all you have done for Syracuse basketball. Um, I don't go as way back as some of, you know, the older fans and stuff. But when I first started tuning into Syracuse basketball, I think around... The 94-95 season, I believe that was Moten's um, senior year. You know, that's how I started growing into being becoming a fan. I wasn't a hardcore yet. It was more so the following season and that final four run that I was like, okay, I'm going to hop on the wagon and become a hardcore fan and follow this team on the regular. But as all you are, as most of you fans, all we have known is JB as head coach. You know, um, me as a fan from the 90s and the 2000s and the 2010s and these early 2020s and stuff, all we know is JB. And um, shout out to my guy, Tony Toast, on the, on the spaces last night. He said, look, like when JB's gone, unless you're, you know, um, over the age of 47 or something like that, it's going to be weird. Whenever Bayhama's gone, it's going to be weird seeing somebody coach the team. And yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be a reality right now. You know, it happened way sooner than later. But like I said, it, it, it's not totally surprising because there's been a lot of rumblings that this might be the case. But before I get into all the other stuff, I just want to say, hey, I wish Bayham nothing but the best in, you know, the post coaching career. I, I'm sure ESPN has uh, announcing the gig or hosting gig or something like that for him. You know, he can sit there with the guys, get Tom Crean out of there, whatever. I'd rather see Jimmy get loose with the tongue. Because now he can get loose with the tongue and doesn't have to worry about ACC or, you know, conference commissioners and other teams, coaches being upset and stuff. Like he can just be in a booth on a TV set, talk his stuff. And just go about his business. And I I really think Jimmy, you know, wherever he chooses, whether it's the ESPN set or Fox or whatever, he's going to do well. But, you know, as far as with Syracuse and everything like that, appreciate what he has done. You know, he's, you know, he had built Syracuse into, you know, a national relevant power in um, college basketball for a school in upstate New York. You know, um, hey, you know, he's one of a kind. So I just want to give my respects to him. I know, uh, hey, 
first want to say on these pods, seeing where things have gone over the time. I've been very vocal and, and such, but, you know, if you listen from the jump and you follow my work when I used to post on the message boards and all that, y'all know I was very pro JB. Because guess what? The team was doing really well in the Big East. We was holding our own. We was a national power. And to see, you know, how things have fallen towards the end of his career. Look, it's natural. You get old, you know, you're in your 70s and stuff. You start slacking. And I'm pretty sure JB, in hindsight, would say, you know what? I should have hung it up before it got to this point. You know, I really feel... Last year should have been it, you know, coaching his sons. You know, he, he he's one that said, even though the season when we're talking wins and losses didn't go the way he wanted, his sons wanted, the, the, the teammates wanted, the fan base wanted. He still felt it was one of his best years ever because he got to, you know, do what is the coach's dream and his coach's kids. And I felt going into that season it should have been worked out that that would have been the last year, you know, with him being up in age and, you know, um, kind of slipping a bit and all that. That 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 should that should that that should have been the curtain call for him, coaching his son, seeing them move on, and he calling it calling it a career, and the program transitioning to Red or whoever they would have made the head coach at that point in time. You know, for it to get to this point and even after the Wake Forest game where it's like everything is so wishy-washy where he's saying, oh, I I made a retirement speech the other day that nobody called along. And um, Donna, I believe, was asking, you know, she was pressing him and she did a good job saying, hey, so are you retiring or not? Like, what's the deal? And he wouldn't really give an answer. So we just spent hours um, just debating, going back and forth, just wondering, okay, like what's happening? What's going on here? Where well, it should have never really came down to that. If if you made your retirement speech the other day, why didn't you just announce that at that time and say, look, you know what? Calling it a career. Going to go into the ACC tournament. We'll see how it goes. But, you know, uh, whenever it ends, that's going to be it. And you could have had a beautiful, lovely send-off. But no, nah, Jimmy had to, you know, make things difficult. Keep people guessing. And then I see this tweet. Shout out to my homegirl, Amanda, who sent me this. And I'm going to read this to you guys because I'm not sure if everybody saw this, but this is from Pete Thamel, right? So he says, sources, the timing of the announcement of Jim Beham not returning and Adrian Autry taking over wasn't set until today. Autry had long been the administrative choice to be Beheim's successor, but the timing was not finalized until after the Orange lost today. Are you serious? If this is true, and I'm not going to doubt Pete Thamel because obviously he's an alum and I'm sure he has a lot of connections over there. So this is what 
people in high positions are telling him, come on, like we had to do better than this. You telling me that Joe Gerard put Bayham's ass into retirement? Joe Gerard clanking that shot. And Wake Forest coming down. And popping that three. For the game winner. Sped everything up that they were like, all right, you know what? We got to get Jimmy out of there and move on. Really? That's crazy to me because it should have never gotten to that point. A coach of Jim Beheim's status and everything he has accomplished and how he built this program, it should have been a much better send-off. But no, couldn't go out that way. Had to be play hardball and say, oh, it's up to the university and this and that. And it's very unnecessary. Because now, you know, you, you, you're you going to transition Adrian Archie in, Red Archie in. And if he doesn't get into a, a, a hot start right away. Now you have that portion of the fan base that love and adore Jim where they're going to feel like he got pushed out. Because if you go by this Pete Thamel, um tweet, he, he's basically saying like, look, um, they wanted to move on. But after like today's game and everything that happened and stuff, they they swiftly carried it out that look, we gotta get right in. And it shouldn't have come to that. All this should have been taken care of and planned before we got to the ACC tournament and such. Because the way I feel is that Jimmy really wanted to coach one more season but with how the season went down to close out with them performing poorly and then him being loose with the tongue over a month ago and having all the the whole ACC angry at him and those comments where he talked about you know, I can do whatever I want. I leave when I want and stuff. And, you know, I heard, look, the higher ups, you know, the board and, and, and the chancellor and WAC, all, all of them, they weren't too happy about all that stuff. So obviously he, he got a, 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 a talk. And some things was laid out, but. The way Pete Tamu mentions all this stuff, it doesn't seem like it was finalized. I mean, I guess JB read the tea leaves and stuff. If he's saying, oh, I made a retirement speech the other day. But I guess JB was like, look, you know, maybe he was going to hold his ground and try to fight for another season. But they, you know, the higher ups came in and was like, no, nah, it's not happening. You got to go, dude. We're moving on. And I wonder <laughs> if it's because he couldn't shut his trap. If he didn't make those comments and stuff, if they would have sympathized with him and just say, okay, you know, if everything you meant for the program and such, 
Alright, you know what? We'll give you that one year because I find it very interesting that the guy from ESPN, the host, can't recall his name, but he kept mentioning. And it confirms what I was told by my guy, um, I mean, source over um, at Syracuse or in the athletic department who had told me last season that, you know, there were only two years left on the contract going into this season. So this season and next season. And the, and the guy from ESPN kept mentioning before everything was official about JB not returning and Red taking over, he was like, oh, JB got one more year left on the contract. JB got one more year left on the contract. So in my opinion, I think, like, look, JB really wanted to have one more year. Coach he's 80 years old. And then the rest was history. Move on and such. But everything just kind of just went to the shits. Especially over the last couple of months. Another disappointing season. Couldn't keep his mouth shut. Got all these um, other programs and the ACC upset. Got people, the higher-ups at Syracuse upset. And things moved very swiftly to, you know, um, end his uh, coaching career. And... Is 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 just very sad and disappointing that it went down this way. Because it didn't have to. I think, like I said, in hindsight, if he had to do it over again, I'm pretty sure he would have said, you know what, last season, knowing that his two boys were moving on, he would have called it a career. But um, you know, this year, something should have been planned, mapped out. But being so wishy-washy with everything, this is the gamble you take. And you have another bad, you know, mediocre season. You don't even win 18 games in a mediocre ACC. And, you know, I sent this out to a few people. I said, it's it's, 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 it's a crazy way for him to go out where it's, um, you look at that Wake Forest game. And you have Joe take that shot, that 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 contested shot clanks it when the game is tied, <laughs> and then Wake Forest comes down, pops a three for the game winner. You know his guy Joe. You know his last remaining son, honorary son, who uh, you know we ran better players off for and wouldn't couldn't take other. Highly caliber players that would have helped out the team and would have helped him keep keep the program relevant and probably keep his job going. But, you know, he was so loyal to Joe. It's crazy that you go by this Pete Thamel tweet. Basically, Joe put his ass into retirement. So if, if, if people, a lot of people out there that wanted action, a swift action with JB to move on and such. Joe just made his biggest accomplishment in in a Syracuse uniform, getting JB out of there by clanking that brick and Wake Forest coming down and knocking down that shot. If you want to, you know, look at that, what Pete Thamel tweeted and you want to say, all right, that's a fact. And JB's out of there. Things move swiftly after this loss. You can thank Joe for that. So anyway, guys, 
That's my take on all that with JB. The JB chapter. The man's a Hall of Famer. I, 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 look, I don't have to go through the whole credentials. We all know. Hall of Famer, accomplished a lot, won a championship. A lot of great memories. It's meant a lot to the program. He built it up. But you know what? At some point, this time was going to come. And we have to move on. And now that next chapter, the guy that's going to be the successor is Adrian Red Autry. So I'll say this. Am I the most excited about it? No, not really. But nobody's surprised by this because I think we all knew they were going to stay within the Q's family. Like, Wild Hack has not shown that he has the ball sack to make any um, difficult decision or anything outside of the box so far. So this is where they was always going to go. But I'll say this. You're going to go with Fred. You're going to give him the keys to the Ferrari. He's going to be JB's successor. At least give him all the resources to succeed. And what I mean by that is giving him the resources as far as the assistant coaches he need. What is a veteran coach? Because we talked about that a lot on the spaces last night. Um, shout out to my guy Vince. I think he mentioned, you know, like getting one of a, a veteran guy, old guy, whether it's like Seth Greenberg, who was his former boss at Virginia Tech when he was an assistant over there before coming to the Qs, or somebody that's been around that can help him um as far as the X's and O's and, and, and just um overseeing the program, handling things, not just on the court, but off the court. Because the chemistry, like we can talk about on-court chemistry as far as producing wins and, and the losses and everything like that. But off-court, the off-court chemistry and dealing with egos and drama and stuff, that is just as much important. And if you can get somebody who's been there, done that, that's willing to come in and join the staff and help out as like whether being a main staff member or a special assistant, then we need Wild Hack to provide those resources for Red. And when you talk about an assistant to join the staff, it doesn't just have to be a Syracuse guy. Like, be creative. Go outside the box and bring the best person that can help Red and the team overall succeed. Like all this, oh, we just got to go cues, 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 cues. That has to stop. Just get the best person available that can help. But overall, when it comes to red, like I said, I'm not the most excited about it. But you know what? I'm willing to just fall back, wait and see how it all plays out. Because we don't know. The man has never coached on this level. He hasn't coached on... He hasn't been a head coach on the low major, mid major, high major level, so it's a risk. It's a big risk. So I can't. Any anybody who's excited or anybody who's angry, 
You're not being fair. We all just have to. He's the guy right now. So we all just have to fall back. Wait and see how it plays out. We got to give him some time. I'm looking forward to, you know, I hope there's, uh, you know, an interview or something where he he's going to talk about what his philosophy is going to be on both sides of the floor, offensively and defensively. If he says, look, we're going to continue Jim's um, specialty of the two, three zone 100 percent of the time. I'm hopping off the wagon. I'm I'm going to be. Um, I don't know. Uh, shout out to my guy Kev. Like his son attends uh, Providence. I'll probably go be a Providence fan and and ride with Cooley. If if Red says, "Look, we're doing zone one hundred percent," I'm like real talk. I'm shutting down my Patreon. I'm not doing any more pods. If it's just gonna be a replica of Jim Beheim, a carbon copy, a clone, I'm done. I'm done because for all that, you should have just gave Jim Beheim a lifetime extension. So hopefully that's not the case. But I'm willing to give him a shot. Hopefully he has some new ideas. It's much more progressive and up to date with today's standards and everything like that. He's bringing fresh ideas. Like I hope that conversation was made to Wildhack before they made this move. And I'm I'm a bit hopeful because Red, like I said, talking about with Greenberg, he was out there in Virginia Tech. He coached AU ball and stuff like that. Like he he, he it, it, unlike G Mac and Hop, he wasn't just under JB when he started his coaching career. He'd been around multiple programs, avenues, and stuff on different levels of basketball. So he shouldn't just be stuck to like one um, demographic of stuff. That's why like when you watch Washington and I know a lot of people are hoping Hop will come back and I love Hop. I love Hop. But when I would check out some of these Washington games at times, it just looked like it was Syracuse Northwest. And that's not working. And that's why there's a chance. And they just lost in their first round in the Pac-12 tournament. So there's a chance that Hop could get his ass fired and be um, unemployed real soon. So hopefully Red, he, he he's noticing that. Like the whole JB blueprint, that whole zone thing, it worked at one point. But it's just not the thing right now. You got to be different. So hopefully there's a philosophy and a plan and a system offensively where we're going to run some actual sets and we're going to have a plan on offense and defensively, you know what, recruit some real athletes and look, let's man up. Let's throw some things at people, you know, surprise people with the press on the occasions. You can throw in some zone at times, but if it, the whole hundred percent, we're just going to do it for 40 minutes. No, you cannot do that. In 2023. So hopefully now it's his show. Red doesn't have to worry about anybody over his shoulders. We'll see a whole brand new Syracuse type of team. Where now you're going to have access to all 
recruits out there because remember like we 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 would miss out on certain recruits because they didn't want to play the zone like if you're trying to get a high caliber recruit what they're hearing from other schools they're telling them look you want to play in the nba like that zone is not it so that's why we would lose access to like at least 25 percent of like top 50 recruits because they will hear all this shit from other programs. And it's like the proof is in the pudding. It's like just put on a Syracuse tape over the last like 30 years and we're playing 100% zone. And unfortunately, outside of like Melo and I know MCW had that rookie of the year season and stuff. But, you know, our guys haven't been really that great in a professional level. So that's how we would get killed in the recruiting battles with a lot of these players. Hopefully with Red, it's a whole new energy. He's telling these guys, look, it's a new day. It's a new day. Like the tag team with Kofi and Big E and Xavier Woods. Shout out to my wrestling heads. No, y'all going crazy right now. But it's a new day. It's a new day. And we doing something different. So I'm looking forward. I, I I can't wait. Somebody hit me up whenever that time comes. That Red Archie interview where he's talking about how Syracuse is going to be different with him at the helm than JB. I'm, I'm willing to give him a chance. Just like most of the fan base, we have no choice. He's the man right now at the top. So we wish him the best, and I just hope that uh, Wild Hat give him the resources to give him the best chance to succeed. That's all we can ask for. And then, you know, after a couple of seasons, we'll see where we're at. So I can't tell a lot of you fans how to rule and react with this situation with Fred. Cause I know, you know, some people are cool with it. Some people are not. Wanted a national search and, you know, um, wild hack to get, you know, whoever out there and stuff. But I think we all knew deep down it was going to go this way. Like whoever the successor was going to be, was going to be somebody that JB was going to be comfortable with. And they were most likely always going to stay within the family. And out of all the guys right now as assistants, unless he was going to get hot back, it was going to be Red Archie as the associate head coach. So, Q's Nation, just wanted to hop on. You know, I know I had, um, you know, shout out to my guy Aaron. He was like, hey, you know, we got to do another spaces. But nah, I just came back from work. I'm tired. I mean, trying because I know when I do the spaces, we're gonna be on for a bit, so I, I can't do that on back to back nights. So <laughs> I need, I need, I need my my piece for a second. But I just wanted to hop on real quick and um, give you guys my two cents about um, this whole situation that went down today, and uh, we'll see how it goes moving forward. All right, so Q's Nation. Um, speaking of spaces, so like I said yesterday towards the end, uh, when the brackets come out for the tournament, you know, I'm definitely looking the next day, that Monday coming up, next Monday coming up. So, um, 
following Selection Sunday. So uh, stay tuned for that. That'll probably be the next spaces. So uh, to the next time, Q's Nation, your boy Dean Francis, signing off. I'm out. And guess what? JB's out too!